I feel prompted to teach you about a concept that I call pride phobia, a common satanic attack that I see that is a very interesting pendulum swing from President Benson's talk on pride many years ago, where I have seen an interesting pattern. I don't know if it's been around longer than since I've been an adult, because the um, pride talk came out in my late teens, probably the late 80s, because I still remember it. I was coming of age when that one came out. And I've seen many, many people in our culture really take seriously the idea of not being prideful. But I've also met many people who've had the pendulum swing take them too far. Let me give you some examples. And if you can think of some to add to this that match your brain experience, I don't want to do something that would make others think I'm better than them. I don't want to label myself as a good feature, as a patient person, because that would come across as arrogant. I don't want to label myself as a smart person because that could come across as arrogant. I don't want to label myself. As I was experimenting with this one in particular in my early therapy days, I was practicing, what would it sound like if I worked really hard to not be arrogant as a therapist? And so I introduced myself and I says, I'm a decent therapist, but I don't want you to think I'm great at it. Okay, do you see, do you see anything wrong with that introduction? It doesn't really inspire confidence. But because I have a background of being arrogant and being too cocky, finding the fine line between saying, uh, I'm the best therapist you can find on this subject and doing it in a humble way, as if you're just saying the truth. I want you to look at your own features, your own characteristics that you might be hesitant to declare due to some kind of pride phobia. I had this adorable conversation with a woman um, I hadn't seen her for four or five months. The last time I saw her, her marriage was dying quickly. I had been working with the couple for 18 months and the husband just was not catching on to the work that he needed to do. And so her marriage was dying. And halfway through this new session where she's trying to get ready for the next phase of life, she said, I want to share something with you, but I'm really nervous to do so. And I'm all, all right, what is it? She says, okay, now you promise you won't be weird about what I'm about to say. <laughs> so she gave me like two warnings on this. I'm all, that's fine. She goes, I have found that I am a very glorious and uplifting person. And I am falling out of my chair with excitement. She's all, don't judge me. Don't judge me. And I'm all how wonderful it is that she has gotten to a point where she can declare such things without fear. But she now notice she still had pride phobia by telling me, warning me, but going, okay, don't judge me on this. Don't freak out on me on this. Can you imagine if she would have just started the conversation? Like when she meets new people, hi, I'm a glorious and very uplifting person. Wouldn't that be a weird way to introduce yourself? Like how socially inappropriate as we're going through this today, I would like to challenge you to look for some pride phobia inside of your head. What are some of your strengths you're afraid to verbalize or reveal because it might come across as arrogant? Here's another one. I don't want to do anything meaningful or important because I could become prideful. <laughs> I've actually met people who avoid doing meaningful and important things to avoid the risk of becoming prideful. 
check yourself and see if you have any of that in your blood. I, um, I avoid silly things like positive affirmations because reminding yourself of how good you are could make you arrogant. I had a guy um, who just had a termite psychological experience around positive affirmations. Like it, they, they were of no value to him whatsoever because he didn't want to be influenced by such brainwashing as to review his strengths and capabilities on a regular basis because that would make him a better person than he really is. Okay, did you hear the twistedness in that? So what are some true things about you that are good that sometimes slip through your fingers and to be reminded of them might actually be a great benefit to you? Change the definition of positive affirmation. The phrase positive affirmations has been around for a while. And in some microcultures, they the phrases have been attacked and made fun of and mocked and ridiculed and immobilized. And so there's several principles that have been attacked by psychological termites so that we don't use them anymore because they don't seem like they have any substance to them. So I don't love the term positive affirmation, partially because of the termites in my own head that say, they're based on lies. They're based on exaggerations. They're based on little hoorah statements. But there are statements in my world, for instance, I have the ability to move people to action. Sometimes I don't remember that. Sometimes I, it falls through my fingers and I feel, well, that's kind of a cocky statement to say I have the ability to move people to action sometimes. Okay. But when I put it in a place where I'm reminded of it in the correct tone, it actually lifts my um, energy and my motivation. I have the power to move people to action. I need to use that power correctly. I can use words to influence people. Now, if I forget that, thanks to the lesson we were taught several weeks ago, the war between remembering and forgetting, a positive affirmation isn't trying to convince you of something that you don't know if it's true or not. A positive affirmation is a reminder of what you are capable of, what you are skilled with, what is strong inside of you that you might, might slip through your fingers from time to time.